it amazes me sometimes my mind's ability to decide or think that it knows, you know, what is wrong when there are times where, and I don't know if everyone experiences this, but I know this has tended to be a somewhat recurring theme in my life. And it may have to do with my own emotional makeup uh, and things that I've struggled with in the past. But I have talked to peop- other people before and they have, you know, re- related to me that, you know, this is something that they have experienced as well. So it's one of those that, you know, may or may not apply. But I've talked to enough people who have acknowledged it to be something that they have struggled with sometimes that I feel compelled to at least talk about it briefly. And for me, it can usually happen, you know, a few different ways. I can wake up in the morning and for no apparent reason just feel like something is wrong. And the thing that is interesting about this is I don't think anyone really chooses, I don't think, I know I don't, I certainly do not choose to want to feel like something is wrong, but it just... Something I've heard the, the term before. Someone says, you know, something in my bones. I feel it in my bones. And I know that's an old colloquial term. But it's kind of like what it really feels like. It's one of those that I, I'm really, I'm feeling it. And I'm identifying with it. And I'm not exactly sure, you know, it's if I knew what was wrong, that would be one thing. But in this case, you know, when this happens, I don't know. And I just, you know, and a, lot of, a lot of times, if it does happen... It will seem to happen in the mornings upon awakening. It can also happen sometimes during the workday in the evening. So, I guess, but usually for me, the you know the first thing in the, in the day is the is the most challenging because I'm waking up, kind of starting a new day, and for some reason something just feels off, something feels wrong, and so I search my mind to try to figure out you know what could be wrong, and I think that may be the first step. I think that may be the fuel that that's, that's added to the fire that sort of causes it, that fire to burn out of control. And what I've realized is, is that it's a normal human tendency. If we're feeling like something is off, sometimes that's a very deeply primitive reaction or feeling. You know, we are capable of having very comp- complex emotions, and sometimes for apparently no reason, these feelings just come up. And trying to figure, you know, just going through the process, I have found, and I just, I kind of rediscovered that this morning. I went through a cycle of this upon awakening this morning, and it's still pretty fresh. And I've realized that it's very possible that when you feel that way, that as soon as I, you know, when I feel that way, as soon as I start trying to figure out what's wrong, then I really have a hand in deciding what's wrong. And what amazes me is how much needless and useless suffering I cause for myself when I start scanning my mind and trying to figure out, okay, I know it's got to be something. Because as soon as I have believed that, as soon as I have bought into that belief, you know, it's over. I mean, it's, you know, this, this thing is going to happen. And I am going to perpetuate it, and it is going to continue. This feeling is going to continue much longer than it needs to. Instead of 
doing, you know, the practices that I have found work for me to help let those feelings just move through and release them and sit with them. And that's really where mindfulness practice, you know, yet again, is so beneficial because if I, if I could just notice and be aware, and what's amazing is I practiced this for 20 years. And so I think, you know, I feel compelled to say this on a somewhat regular basis, just because I have practiced this for 20 years does not mean I am perfect. It does not mean, and I don't think anyone thinks that I am, and I definitely don't want anyone to think that I am. But the, the larger point here is this is, it's, it's not just about the practice itself. It's about the awareness that comes from it and the fact that when we don't, when our awareness, you know, when it doesn't happen automatically and we're not perfect, we're not machines, they're just opportunities for us to go, ah, okay, see, I'm doing it again. And so what I do, what I call catching myself in the act, when I'm catching myself in the act of doing something, It's not an opportunity to beat myself up or judge myself or feel bad about what I've done. Or, you know, I mean, I could go into a whole downward spiral of, you know, I practiced this for 20 years. If I haven't figured this out by now and I can't automatically always do this, why even practice? Why even do this? And and, and this is all very normal human tendencies, but that's not the idea here. The idea here is that we keep getting opportunities to learn. And we keep getting opportunities to get reacquainted with, you know, why we want to be more aware of what our minds are doing. Because we're when we're when our minds are running away with you, you know, when they get carried away in our minds, we're off in a trance of fear. We're in a trance of suffering of some sort. And it's kind of like you imagine the old cartoon characters with plate spinning eyes. I mean, that's that's almost kind of like what it is. It may not be that literally. But, I mean, that's really, if you look at what our minds are really doing in those moments, we're not here. We are somewhere else. We have created this story in our minds. We've created this movie that's showing in the theater of our minds. And we're somewhere else. I mean, we're uh, we're at the theater. We're watching the movie. We're watching the story unfold. And it it's amazing how it can just continue on, you know, endlessly until we come to again and realize that. And that's really what I realized this morning is that as soon as I started deciding what was wrong, it was over. I mean, it was that, you know, and and yet what, you know, looking back, what would have been much more effective for me would have been to just have, you know, had my mind automatically been aware of that. And it's possible this is a, and what I'm realizing is this is a deeply entrenched habit for me. And I'm admitting it. I am am literally literally going on the record and saying I have a tendency to sometimes focus on what's wrong instead of what's right. And I know I'm not the only one, but at the end of the day, all I can do is my part. All I can do is is work on myself and try to help others who say that they're struggling with this. But as soon as I start, you know, and, and I think there again, it's those deeply entrenched habits of mind that we have that tend to trip us up even when we're practicing. And what I have found is, though, the more I've practiced, the longer I practice mindfulness and mindful coping, the less that I have gotten tripped up by these things. The more often, the more that I've practiced, the more often and more frequently I have caught myself early in the process before I start getting carried away and believing what I'm thinking and causing myself and possibly others that are around me, you know, needless suffering 
they just, none of it needs to happen. It's, there's no, you know, I could be actually, you know, living life in a, in a, in a much more positive and vibrant way. I can actually be more effective, more productive. I can be more present. I can find more joy in life if I will just allow myself that opportunity. And I know that, you know, that's, that's really what it's about. In other words, if I, you know, as soon as I begin to start wondering what is wrong, you know, there's an old saying, whatever it is you're looking for, you will find it. And, and I really believe that's true. And for me this morning, I'm going to admit it openly. I have uh, a newer client that I'm not really sure. I mean, we, we have had good results, but I'm not sure yet. You know, there's always that tendency for me to think, okay, I don't know. Are they really with me? Do they, do they really get it? And I can ask them if they get it, and I, and I do. But sometimes people will say it, but maybe they're not really there. And so as someone who has worked for myself, you know, for over 20 years and, and live and die by that, so to speak, I mean, there is a tendency and I, and I used to struggle with that terribly. Uh, I was not equipped at all mentally and emotionally to be self-employed. And a lot of those challenges pushed all of my buttons caused me. I, I mean, I, I wasted years, uh, you know, suffering needlessly. But, you know, at some point I discovered mindful coping and mindfulness practice, began to start doing that, and slowly but surely I started suffering less. I started living my life more. I started finding more joy. It did not happen overnight. And it's kind of like what I call the, you know, some people refer to this as the long game. This is not, you know, there there are some benefits that you do, uh, you know, receive, you know, upon starting. But it's, you know, it's, it's not all going to come to us immediately because we're working in a lot of cases with deeply entrenched habits of mind, of habits of the way we think, habits of the way we react. And because of that, it takes time. And, it, and, and there, you know, when they talk about those neural pathways, you know, we have to kind of, you know, create new gr- neural grooves. And it's, it is an ongoing process. And uh, I know that, you know, for me today, I... You know, this is a deeply entrenched, you know, uh, habit of mind for me. And I, and while I have gotten better, I am, I am not immune to it. And I don't know if we ever are completely immune to those things that, those habits of mind that we've had for, that we've carried with us for many years. And so today I wondered what was wrong. And sure enough, I decided I knew what was wrong. You know, this particular client, I just knew somehow they just were not going to be committed. I knew he was not going to move forward. I just had just, just was completely convinced. And, uh, and I suffered accordingly. I mean, I started buying into that and I started having thoughts about it. And the, the, the saddest part of all is, and it's hard for me to admit this, but it's easy to admit it as well, is that I got an email from him, oddly enough, you know, and this is first thing this morning. This is before like 7 a.m. I got an email from him a little after 7 a.m. Uh, giving me information about how to uh, actually continue to get uh, monthly payments from him. Uh, and, 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 and he's going to continue. And, and after all of that that I put myself through, just I knew somehow I just knew that this was not going to continue despite my best efforts. And I, and and also just, you know, despite my best efforts to communicate with him and make sure I knew, you know, where he was at in this process and how he was feeling about it. And yet I, even though in spite of what he had said to me, which was mostly all positive, 
you know, but he wasn't 100%, you know, committal. He wasn't necessarily just emphatically committing to this. And I don't, you know, necessarily believe that it's reasonable to expect someone this early in the process to be 100% committed and express that constantly. Uh, I just had decided I knew something was going south. I just knew it. And I was wrong. And that's the beautiful part about it is, is that, you know, I, at the end of the day, I could have prevented this. This was 100% on me. I could have, when I started feeling like something was wrong, and if I didn't immediately realize that something was wrong, there was no need for me to go looking for trouble. There was no need for me to look for anything. Because 99.9% of the time when I go looking for trouble and go looking for what is wrong, I'm wrong about what is wrong. And there's just no need for me to do it. I know I've done this enough to know that it's not serving me well. And if I just would have as an alternative, if, you know, if, if someone wants to know what it looks like, okay, Jeff, you know, don't do that. But what do I do? Well, to me, I think it makes the most sense to simply, you know, if you feel this way and I, and I realize there, again, there's different ways to practice mindfulness. There's different ways to practice mindful coping, whatever it is. If it, it might be silent meditation, it might be walking, it might be fishing, uh, it might be reading, it might be writing. I mean, it's, you know, all kinds of things, but I know for sure that what, you know, it's, it's about finding the practice that works for you and engaging in it. And that's what I should have done. I mean, I know what I need to do when I need to be practicing mindfulness. I have a way of doing that. <clears throat> and it doesn't mean it's right for everyone, but it's I know it's right for me. I'm always open to new ways of practicing. I don't want to decide that I, I figured out the best way for me. I don't want to doubt it and get caught up in that. But at the same time, all I needed to do is just be still, however that is, however that is, and just realize, you know what? And I'm, you know, I'm feeling, you know, like something is off right now. Something doesn't feel right. I can't immediately figure out what it is. So I'm not going, you know, and this is just a matter of how I talk to myself. I'm not necessarily saying uh, that I would speak to myself in exactly this way. Maybe I would. I mean, it just depends. But I'm just trying to give, you know, an, an overall flavor. And overall, you know, overarching idea as to, you know, what it is that you're, you're trying to allow yourself to be in that space and not over, not react to what's happening or, and actually overreact as well. So it's a matter of just acknowledging that feeling. It doesn't feel good, but there, you know, there is, you know, what, what a, a teacher of mine years ago talked about, you know, it's the idea is learning to sit with those feelings, to sit in it, to sit with it, whatever, however you say it. And just live life. And if that means getting still and, and, and undertaking a certain practice, whatever that is, to just kind of let that be. And I know as humans, we don't always like to do that. We want to, you know, divert ourselves. We want to find something else to do that makes us feel better. We want to soothe ourselves because we are feeling uneasy. And it's 100% totally normal and it's 100% totally human. And I have my ways of doing those things. I know it generally is not best for me to do that, but it doesn't mean I don't do it once in a while. And then it's a matter of catching myself, you know, okay, you know, here I go again. You know, I'm trying to soothe, you know, these feelings with this or with that. And it's at the same time though, you know, it's, it's about forgiving ourselves. It's about not judging ourselves when we do do that, when we do try to cover it over and paper it over and soothe ourselves with something else that may help us feel better, you know, in the moment for a little bit until it doesn't anymore. 
And I think really the only way to, you know, in my mind to cope with this, and I, you know, I certainly didn't invent it. This is an ancient technology that's been around for thousands of years, uh, mindfulness practice and, and mindful coping practice in different forms and fashions. But it's really about, you know, being able to learn how to sit with feelings and be with feelings that do not feel good at all. And trusting in the process that at some point they will pass through us, they will dissipate, and we can live our lives, you know, not caught up in a story about them, not caught up in resisting them and fighting them and trying to defend ourselves against them, but just being able to let them do what they, the feelings do what they're going to do and not, and to not be fearful. And even if we are fearful, it's okay. We can sit, you know, with the fearfulness, we can actually sit being in fear because eventually, as we have experienced in the past, sometimes we have been fearful and we survive. We get through whatever it is. And by figuring out a way to stop our minds from thinking about what we're feeling, that's really the idea, is to just, you know, let, you know, let the energy, once the energy runs out of all the thoughts that we're so compelled and have such urges to indulge in, if we're not giving them energy and not buying into them, they go away. They simply dissipate. And it takes time and it takes patience. And unfortunately, sometimes it is a painful process. But it is pain that we can clearly, we can get through that. We can live with that and it will, it will pass. It always does. These things always tend to come and go. And it's just encouraging to know that, you know, the less that we go looking for trouble or trying to figure out what is wrong, the sooner that feeling will dissipate and move through us. And we'll be able to release it and, and move on with living life. It's just about having a practice to cope with it. It's really what makes the difference.